Now stop beating your gums and sound the attack. Alright, hello, 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 and welcome everyone to another episode of the We Got The Chocolates podcast. The record button is pushed, which is a great start, good signs, everything's lighting up red. Uh, Skinnold is with me here on my right-hand side, hello Skin. G'day, how we going? And as you would be aware, Baisley has been on hiatus, uh, but he has returned to the microphone tonight in replace of Sam Hazlitt, uh, in the place of Sam Hazlitt, I'm afraid, uh, which I know will offend a lot of people out there, and I do apologise for that, but Baisley uh, is in fine form, looks strong, been very strong in the Instagram story in the lead up, so Baz, welcome back, mate. Thank you, boys. Great Thank to be you. here, a bit of a cold, so deal with me. <laughs> oh, jeez, that hurts. I'll that, be man. fine. That's because you had too many days on the tools on that prep. Oh, <laughs> days on the tools. Zero sick day whatsoever. Um, yeah, well done on getting to your prac, mate, 10 days in a row of work, that would have been tough. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> oh, you do have a cold. Absolutely. <laughs> um, yeah, pretty tough, uh, but no, it was good. Um, yeah, probably got a little bit more admiration for your job that you do though, Gabesy. Thanks, um, man. Uh, pretty strong. You mean the podcasting? <laughs> <laughs> Both. <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, no, it was, great. it was really good. Good experience. I enjoyed it. Um, Absolutely loved it. Dress code. Missed a few tricks with the dress code early doors with yeah, the jean shorts. Was but telling me you did have the cutoff denim. Full jean one. shorts that went down like a lead balloon. But um, <laughs> oh well, learnt the lesson there. No jean shorts. You know that'd be the last thing you those to school. You work for City Beach, and you couldn't even tell me the teacher's dress code there, mate. <laughs> yeah, skin old okay. surely. You're meant to be in the fashion industry. Give us a little bit of help there. I've been to school in five years. Uh, well, you were pretty good when you were there. Uh, yeah, it was I just wear a school uniform. <laughs> strict uniform, but I followed it. It was simple. Okay, okay guys, uh, massive episode again, as per usual, pretty stock standard. Uh, we're speaking to a guest tonight, boys, and um, and it's another exciting time. Every time we do speak to a guest, it seems to be like a new thing. It's a phone interview again, uh, but it is our first female uh, athlete that we've had on the phone, which is very exciting. I know some people have been calling for it on our Instagram stories, and well done to you, and thank you for making us hurry up with this. So we will speak to her in just a couple of minutes uh, we also obviously have plenty of AFL and NRL to talk about from the weekend Skin had a Skin Stats segment ready to go last week so he'll be bringing that to us again this week uh, we certainly know that the cricket uh, the Ashes in England wound up last night boys, so we'll get to that as well uh, there was a netball final across the weekend um, Australia missed out on a medal in the basketball so that's pretty much the basketball wrap done uh, <laughs> but we will speak about that as well uh, and then obviously there's a couple of little stories along the way so massive night are we ready to go? Absolutely. Magnificent. In that case, guys, uh, we are going to get Mackenzie Sadler on the phone straight away. And uh, this is a resume that is very, very impressive to look at once again. Uh, So Mackenzie is pretty much like a dual sport sort of uh, gun here. So she has played in touch football. She's played uh, for the Alliance Elite Eight team. Mitch, which you were down in NTLs when she was playing there as well. Uh, So down in Coffs Harbour, she's played Mm -hmm. the Elite Eight level uh, of touch football. She's also made the Australian under-20s mixed touch football team uh, and played in that. She has then transferred those skills. I think this was in this order. We'll get to get her opinion in a second. Uh, but then transferred those touch football skills across to the Rugby Sevens field where she was a youth Olympic gold medalist for Rugby Sevens. Uh, she was at the Youth Commonwealth Games and a gold medalist for Rugby Sevens there as well. Uh, and currently what we're going to get to speak to her about is the uh, the... 
Aion. Is that how I say it? I've no idea. that in a second. Yep. You've never played in it. Strong. Um, so she's captaining, or not captaining anymore, vice-captaining the UQ team there. Uh, and that is what she has just come off of playing this weekend. So, Mackenzie, have we got you there? Are you with us? Yeah, I'm here. <laughs> oh, great news. And sounds so excited to be here as well, which is perfect. You sound like James Baisley late at night. <laughs> Mackenzie, you are with James and Mitch, obviously, and we thank you so much for being here. Uh, we're just reading through your resume there. I'm unsure that I've done it justice. And also, can you please fix up the pronunciation? How do we say the A-O-N? Is that like a sponsor or does that yeah, stand well, for we, something? We say Aon. I'm not totally sure. Thank but you. we say Aon Uni 7 Series. Aon Uni 7 Series. I'm happy to yeah. go with that, most certainly. <laughs> Um, and if we, if we get straight into it, Kent, it's obviously a massive weekend in Rugby Sevens over uh, the weekend and that was at University of Queensland, so very close to us. Uh, and I guess that's the reason that we wanted to speak to you tonight. We've been seeing photos and videos pop up everywhere uh, with some unbelievable action shots. Um, but could you just tell us a little bit, I guess, about what you were playing in there uh, and what's happening and, and who's involved and, and teams from which states and, and how that all works? Yeah, yeah. So it's kind of like a battle of the universities, like um, across the country. So ten years from all over Australia come together for four rounds of footy, um, and then the team with the most series points at the end basically ends up with the trophy or ends up on top. Um, the the unis kind of come from a bit of everywhere, though. So there's three teams from Queensland and New South Wales each, and then there's a team each from Canberra, Melbourne, Adelaide, and WA is the last one. Yeah. Unbelievable. Jeez, so they're literally from everywhere. It's nationals. Yeah, 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 it's all over. It's I think the only ones missing now are uh, Northern Territory and Tasmania. Yeah, so we need the Charles Darwin University in Darwin to get on board as well. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. That would be very hot playing <laughs> yeah. in Darwin, for sure. Yeah. Um, perfect. And yesterday, Ken, just in terms of your own results, yesterday uh, you went through undefeated actually and won the first round yesterday. That's correct, isn't it? Read a little yeah, article yeah, about correct. that. Yeah. Fantastic. Uh, it was actually, it was very well televised. Like there were some unbelievable videos and stuff to look at as well, which we've sort of been, we've been reviewing this afternoon. Um, but what sort of happens from here? So you mentioned that there's, there's obviously four rounds uh, that you play in. So I, I take it they're not all at the University of Queensland though? No, no. So the four rounds, are they happen every two weeks. So in two weeks we head to the Gold Coast just for another weekend. Um, so it just goes over the Saturday, Sunday again. And then two weeks beyond that is Adelaide. And then after that one is Canberra. Yeah. Believable. Hey, Cairns, you got James here. Hey, how you going? Yeah, unbelievable. Um, yeah, you two just take it away. <laughs> yeah, Cairns got a little question for you. Um, yeah. So what what exactly is the structure of the tournaments and how do you kind of progress? Yeah, so um, with the 10 different teams, we split into two pools of five. Yeah. Um, so we play the four pool games. So one team um, of each pool gets like kind of shafted a bit with four games in one day. Yeah, that is um, Oh, surely. Jeez. Get the, make sure you get the hydrolite so present and the bananas. So hot. Oh, yeah, yeah, well, true. and um, Adelaide got shafted with the, the well, they had that too. not exactly used to the heat up here. No, correct. Um, either. Believable. And just but, for those um, playing yeah, at home too, Ken's is actually, Ken's is from Adelaide originally as well, which we will get to later, but um, that's why yeah. she just sort of feels a little bit marginally sorry feels for them potentially, for them. but then she's still yeah. actually laughing about it, so it doesn't feel that bad. I'm glad I didn't have to play four, four on the first day. Yeah, correct. Yeah, um, but yeah, then from the pool games, um, cross pool as top four play semis and then um from that you get the grand final so basically all up six games over two days 
And just to confirm, Ken, are these like seven-minute halves as well? Seven players on the field, yeah, seven-minute halves? Seven minutes, what? Yeah, seven-minute Did you not know that? Yeah, seven players, <laughs> seven players on the field, seven-minute halves um, and one minute at halftime, and you're only allowed five subs total. So two people have to play the whole game. Oh, are you kidding? I did actually not know that. Wow. Nah, real. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. ridiculous. So five subs in total, that's what you're allowed total, to use. So yeah. it's not like yep. your other sport that you came from, touch footy, where you can run we subs. Can sub at, every two. Yeah, <laughs> in, that, in our Monday night mixed team, we have very good <laughs> yeah. standing. We're running one set after defending. See you later. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah nah. you got to rough it out for a bit longer than that. Yeah, right. Tough gig. Um, and, Kent, can I just ask, how did you first get into rugby sevens? Because obviously... Um, I sort of knew you through touch footy, um, so I was just wondering how you how you made the transition across. I know you've you've played in the Commonwealth Youth Games in 2015, um, and yeah, what have what have been your movements since then? Yeah, um, so like the first time I kind of cross coded, like came to rugby sevens, it was because my sister had already been quite successful through rugby sevens, and she kind of. Like, she forced it upon me. I didn't really want to play at the time. Um, I love it now, which is great. Like, thanks to us. But, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah the time I wasn't a huge fan. Um, but, yeah, and then from there, I kind of, um, as the game was kind of getting a bit more serious and I was coming out of youth into opens, I kind of decided that I had kind of had to make a move. So I moved to Brisbane um, where, like, hopefully I'd get the best development I can and all that kind of stuff, yeah. So that's why I'm, I'm here now. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, Kenz, you mentioned Darcy, actually your sister that has played yeah. a huge amount of rugby sevens as well. Uh, yeah. I don't think this is a, a harsh crack to have at her, but she was uh, a little bit prone to injuries early in, <laughs> in the early stages of her. Uh, she has uh, been. Yes. She has been. Is that something that's been in the genes? Have you managed to – I noticed a little bit of tape when you were playing yesterday that was uh, creeping in there, the um, strapping tape. Is that something you've managed to avoid, though, for the most part? For the most part, the, um, like, touch wood, for the most part, all the serious um, injuries have not been coming my way. The tape yesterday was actually just to hold down some swelling oh, <laughs> um, right. in my knee. You, yeah, you made so that sound like it was really it was... not a big deal, but it... <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's fine. Like it's a little bit puffy at the moment, but it's honestly like it doesn't hurt. Just like got a bit funny shaped. Okay, well, um, that makes sense. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Ken, are you are you one of the players that don't get a break during the games? Are you? Um, no, I had plenty of breaks on the weekend, which is um a bit. I suppose abnormal, but... Um, well, they probably knew about of... the swelling in the knee, Ken, so they might have got back <laughs> yeah. to the medical stuff. And he was two times size. <laughs> we're looking at why you had elephantitis in your right leg. <laughs> uh, like, we're really lucky to have um, a lot of young girls in our team. Like, we have... Our youngest girl is 17, um, yeah. and so we've got a bunch of girls with a lot of legs in them, so mm. luckily I get a rest here and there. Yeah, right. And, um, Ken, how does the... How does that the subbing work? Like, how do you, how do you decide who which two players don't get a sub? Is it something to do with positions? Like, um, how does how does the, how does all the positions work in rugby sevens? Give it to yeah, them. well, you have, yeah, you kind of have you've got three forwards, three backs, and your half. Right. Um, and basically the subs work however the coach wants it to happen. So, um, it'll usually be one back and one forward that don't get a sub in okay. the game. Um. But if you've got a utility player that can take off someone who's clearly gassed, then um, there might be two forwards that play the whole game, or it might be two backs. Like it's just—it's totally up to the coach and um, what you see on the day. Like sometimes you'll just get through a game and it won't feel like anything, and 
um, some days you'll get two minutes in and feel like you've just run a marathon and it's awful. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. You wonder why you actually ever started. And, yeah. <laughs> yeah. and then you realise you've got another three games to go that day. <laughs> that's yeah. right. And you're More from Adelaide where it's cold. Minutes. <laughs> yeah. That's it. Uh, Kenzo, I have, I have a serious question to ask you here. Uh, we, were reading, yep. we were reading your resume early doors uh, this afternoon um, and we found out that initially, so when this Aeon series first started, like the first year in 2017, correct? Yeah. Yeah, you were actually the captain of UQ, right? Yes. And then, so you've won that competition. Yeah. And then been yeah. resold from captaincy. I don't understand. <laughs> no. and then, yeah, done, dusted. Yeah. See you later, vice captain the next year. Yeah, well, like I'm still involved in captaincy, I suppose. Like, no, the, um, having vice captaincy is still in being involved. But, you know, like teams change, rugby change completely. Like it's a more physical game than it was two years ago. But, yeah, it's always good to try something new. It's a very like, politically correct answer. Can you yeah. to tell us that you're very unhappy? <laughs> no, no, I was really happy to, like, take a step back and just focus not on, not on like, well, I still focus on the whole team, I guess, but, like, it's good to, like, take a step back and be like, I can just focus on footy now. Like, yeah. I don't have to be part of this huge, like, taking care and all that kind of thing. So, yeah, were you happy with how you played yesterday, Ken? Um. Yeah, like heaps to work on always. Like I like I don't usually watch back um my games ever, but I did this morning for whatever reason and I realised that I do have quite a bit to work on. <laughs> yeah, see, that's the <laughs> handy thing about it. So all those games are actually live streamed, aren't they? So that sort of gives you yeah. a bit of access to that. Ken's yeah, given I guess given your your willingness to improve as you're talking about now and even the fact that you said I guess not being a captain kind of enables yeah. you to focus a bit more on your game, do you think? Mm. Um, what's the pathway? Like, what's the pathway? Is there, like, higher honours for you? Are you striving to play for Australia? Do you play for Queensland? Like, how does it work in terms of representative stuff? Because um, obviously we know that there is an Australian girls um, rugby seven team. And um, kind of what's the pathway for that? They were involved yesterday too, actually, Ken. So quite a few of those yeah. Australian players were playing for the, some of the universities, weren't they? Yeah, exactly. Like the number of those girls that do play in the Aussie Sevens came back and played with us over the weekend. And, like, it does show that the pathway is there. Like, some of those girls came mm. from the Aeon series. Like, that's how they made it to Aussie. So it does, like, it's good that that's, that's actually a real pathway. It's, like, legitimate. Um, so but, good. yeah, it, I'd love to play for Shelley one day. But it's Sick. one of those things, like, always to, you know, keep in the back of your mind, like, little goals at a time kind of thing. But, like... Yeah, it's all like I think it's everyone that played yesterday and over the weekend. It's something that they'd like to do. So we're all competing, and yeah, yeah, it all goes right, you know. Kenzo, <laughs> just, just on that, like, do you is there? Because I mean, this Aon series it seems to only go like you said. It's every two weeks, so there's four. Um, yeah. There's four competition. My maths is not amazing, but four by two generally equals eight. I think it so. Does. So it's yeah. like it's literally like a competition that's over in about eight weeks. Um, yeah. Are there other opportunities for you to play? Like, what do you do in the in the meantime? Are they, is this mm-hmm. like the main pathway? Do you think for getting recognised and for for letting people know that you're good? Yeah, yeah. Like for the for the women's, this is the step below um, Aussie sevens now. Like, there's no more nationals, um, like state versus state. It's all. Um, done through the uni. Through the uni. Yeah. So, okay. Right. So, so people, Ken's that aren't even at university would still play in this competition. Yeah. Yeah. So like the universities just kind of um, are the ones who like facilitate it all. But your squad has to have fifty percent like people that go to uni, and the other fifty percent don't have to be at all. 
Okay. Wow, wow that's... Like a quota system. Yeah, pretty much. Quota. Does <laughs> their, their, their marks at uni don't come into it, Ken's at all, do they? Not at all. Great. Great. That's yeah. great. It means I might get a game. Get a couple of people <laughs> signed in up. The women's <laughs> in the women's <laughs> And Ken's, which um, which fifty percent do you do you sit in? What 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 do you get up to outside of rugby? I, uh, yeah, I go to skin. Brilliant question. Thanks. About six months left on my paramedic degree. Oh, okay. paramedic. That is very useful. Yeah. yeah, right. Yeah, you'll be able to play in the game and also be utilised <laughs> after the game, yeah. as if you won't be tired enough. Yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. Not bad. <laughs> yeah, Kenz, what is the next big exciting tournament in rugby sevens? Like, obviously, after this Aon series, what? And in, in terms of probably, I guess, putting yourself in the shoes of like an Australian player now, uh, what are they preparing for? Like, do we have to wait all the way until the Olympics, or is there something more that we can uh, get excited about before then? Well, like, um, other than like the Aon Uni Seven stuff that's happening now, Sydney Sevens is on in February, okay. and it's something that's really exciting if you can get to it. Um, yeah, we might have yeah, to send the We Got the Chocks crew down there for a little... Yeah, worth it. It's very okay. worth it. It's like a big festival and um, Seven's tournaments are always a lot of fun, like lots of noise and music and... Yeah, yeah that's true because the, the Hong Kong Seven's like it's a massive event, isn't it? Huge, like it's a huge yeah, social yeah. event. Yeah, it's massive. There's another one to put in yeah. the diary skin, please, while you've got that open. Oh, yeah, <laughs> do. Yeah. Anyone? No, please will go again. <laughs> I thought you were waiting for him to physically put it in. Yeah, no, 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 just giving him some time there. Yeah. Uh, it takes a while to write. It's cursive. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Ken, so I guess we, we did want to just make that link now between uh, between obviously, you know, your, your touch football background. So touch football was the sport that you played first, correct? And then, and then made the transition. We've cleared that up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was um, kind of touch first, then a bit of both, and now I'm a little bit more yep. to the rugby side. You pretty much just answered the entire question there because um, I was going to oh. say, jeez, Baz, I'm pretty sure the microphones are still going to pick up your snot. <laughs> <laughs> Put your microphone on mute, but I can still hear it. In the trenches, boys, in the trenches for you. We appreciate you getting out of bed with the cold, mate. Um, <laughs> where the heck were we? Oh, yeah, so, so Kenzie, you're, you're obviously you touch football resume, like playing for... Uh, Australia under twenties mixed touch and stuff. That's a very impressive resume as well in its own right. Uh, so obviously you don't get much time to play touch footy anymore. You sort of got to a point where you had to make a choice. Yeah, there's like it kind of got to a point where I was on the same night going from one training to another and getting home super late and um, like just crashing so hard. So yeah, I eventually I just chose rugby sevens, but like touch is something I still want to get back to at some stage. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So farewell. We'll definitely have you in our mixed team on a Monday if you can. Yeah, no worries. <laughs> it's a fair way to drop <laughs> for a 40-minute game. Not great standard. <laughs> uh, but you are more than welcome. Baz, what is going on over there? Uh, you know, <laughs> some kind of insects on the wall. <laughs> Um, kids, the other thing that I uh, just wanted to check in about, the last time that I saw you, you were definitely uh, trying to pick up. Um, we're having absolute chaos here, Kenz, I've got to say. We've had Baze has blown his snores, then played a video on loud instead of soft. Mitch what do you just, mean? Mitch has just thrown his headphones on the ground. It's all happening. Did yeah, run no, back? Are we be, okay? Yep, I'm back. That was subtle enough. A couple we're of minutes to get through. You just pull it together, would you? Um, <laughs> Kenz, are you still aspiring to play the guitar? Have you learnt the Jason Mraz I'm Your Song on guitar yet? I did learn it. Yeah. Like properly, yeah. like you could play yeah. it from start could to finish. No, I'm saying could play it, yeah. could play it, start to finish, did well, and then I actually got a really big of a like a, a big of a a really 
wicked head knock. Oh, and yeah. And I forgot the whole thing. You forgot? What? You were kidding. <laughs> like, I'd, it wasn't so much. Like, I just had some really, like, uh, a lot of memory issues. Like, oh, <laughs> Alzheimer's? Um, or? I just couldn't. Alzheimer's? Yeah, couldn't you got an It's like concussion. Uh, yeah, no, what's the other one? Yeah. Amnesia? Yeah, sure. Yeah, amnesia. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know neither of and those. I, she I might know that song on guitar as well. Uh, trouble focusing and I just couldn't do it. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So, done. Yeah. Your guitar career, like, it's all over. You won't be sort of Taylor Swift coming down in the Melbourne Cup, but you're not going to be in the band there. <laughs> you know, I'll, like, pick it up every now and then and realise that I still can't do it. But <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's a hard realisation. Aren't you, you've got your, your housemates actually in a little music duo, aren't they? Yeah, Can you yeah, give a shout-out right. to them? Yeah, um, they are Space for Two Acoustic. That's right. On Instagram. <laughs> yeah, we might have to. Um, well, we already have actually, but other people should. <laughs> listeners yeah. as well. Um, <laughs> so is that, are they going to get you involved there, Ken? Well, probably they might have if you hadn't had the oh, head no, knock and forgot no. your skills. <laughs> if they were ever doing, if they were ever doing Jason Mraz, I'm yours, then you were, you were riding shotgun to get that. You were straight on. Yeah. <laughs> on the guitar. No, um, they can have the music talent. And I'll stick to, stick <laughs> I'll to, stick to footy. Stick to the footy, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Kenz, you have been magnificent to speak to tonight. We thank you so much for coming on the We Got the Chocolates podcast. You are, actually were our first, I'm not sure if you heard that at the start, but you were uh, our second phone interview. I'm sorry, we probably should have gone to you first. You were better quality. Um, but uh, <laughs> just <laughs> you were actually our first female athlete, so it was magnificent to, uh, to well, get you on. Thank and you for having me. No, it was awesome, and we look forward. When did you say that the next fixture that we can watch you in the live stream is on two weeks two weeks, weeks. two weeks on the Gold Coast everyone yeah all right how good outstanding Kens thank you so much for your time thanks Kens cheers no Kens thank Boys, we have said farewell to Mackenzie. One of the great chats, that. Very, very good. Uh, now, Baz, now that you are back, um, uh, we get you to probably lead the AFL chat. Um, Hell's Hazlitt. That world. was out of bounds. That was out of bounds. That was out of bounds. Sorry to interrupt you with our with our intro yeah, there, but <laughs> the games changed. Fully planned and everything. Games changed, mate. Come on, stick with Boys, us. Boys, um, last time I was on, I think we were very upbeat about the Lions, whereas I think um, this time around we're probably a bit saddened by the, the result on the weekend out in straight sets. Um, yes. One of the finals fixtures taking place. Obviously, a cracking match, though, wasn't it? Eighty-three Boys. points, eighty-three eighty. Um, yeah, sad. Very flattening, actually. It was bad. It was very ordinary. I'm still not doubting the magic powers of the beanie, um, but it was no. frustrating. You may have to get yourself a designated finals beanie for next year. Yeah, I think it's currently being soaked. <laughs> um, so obviously, it was the no wash being tricked, and then as punishment, I think I've pulled out the bleach. Yeah, absolutely. Gone full soaking. <laughs> oh, so. Nah. It was flattening. It was very flattening. Like the Richmond game, uh, we were obviously at. That was tough to watch. But then I think even worse was obviously this week uh, watching and, and, and just seeing 
how heartbreakingly close and probably I think is an unfair reflection of the game the fact like maybe that's biased but mm. um, but when you sort of look at some of the stats from the last quarter in terms of like we dominated clearances dominated mm. inside 50s uh, dominated shots on goal and just did not convert them um, whatsoever so I think obviously there yeah. was some yeah, probably right. some yeah that was probably some <laughs> <laughs> Skin stat segment gets a little guest on it. Um, yeah, no, obviously there were some oh, clutch moments in the game, and probably a little bit more poise going into inside fifty would have been great. And uh, as uh, to get away from being skinned for the stats segment, um, the stats don't win you the game, unfortunately, because inside fifties do not count uh, as a goal. And we continually kicked inside fifties to Phil Davis or Nick Haynes, and. Uh, they took 152 marks each in the last quarter and we unfortunately did not get the chocks in that area. Definitely uh, didn't, boys. Scoreboard um, area. Although in defence of statistics, you can also account for efficiency inside 50 and things like that, but that's all right. Oh, okay, sorry. Sorry, sorry, Run statistics. <laughs> You've offended me there. If I was trying to buy into skin stats here. Skin fully offering donuts. Skin definitely um, not selling those shares yet. <laughs> Not at all, not at all. Boys, moving on from there, we've got a little bit of an incident to debrief, I guess. Uh, One of our favourite little lines, Charlie Cameron, obviously copped uh, an arm injury early doors, um, which was quite serious. Uh, He was in agony, that's for sure. Uh, Went to the bench. Horrible too. Genuinely like, oh, (laughs) real ordinary. His arm went spaghetti for a second. Yeah, full hyperextension. So he went to the bench, um, taped up, would have been back on within probably... 10 minutes or so, um, still in agony, obviously quite um, a tough little character. But obviously a lot of the chat from this incident has been um, some of the defence and some of the kind of off-ball tactics that the Giants used to try and disturb Charlie and more specifically actually kind of pull and grab his arm. Um, and there was actually one point where the ref said, like, that is not in the spirit of the game. We've actually got we've got that audio actually. Oh, the, uh, this yeah, is, we've uh, got that audio. The, Sorry, guys. Yeah, this is the umpire talking to uh, this is the umpire talking to Adam Kennedy was a player, I think. Skin wasn't it? I believe so. Yeah, Adam Kennedy for GWS. Ali Cameron. Stefan, against the spirit of the game, okay? Oh. If you continually knock his arm, and I will pay a free kick. That is now you've been warned, okay? I've told you. That is really continually knocking his arm. arm. Yeah, so there you go. That, that was his conversation with, um, obviously, Adam Kennedy, the, the GWS defender who was, uh, I mean, not really, you wouldn't say that it was horrific contact or anything like that, um, but it was more just the fact that Charlie Cameron obviously had was nursing an injured wing uh, and he was obviously going for it, trying to be annoying probably more than anything. Um, but you can hear sort of in that commentary the commentators that were that were commentating that game were not remotely impressed by it. They thought it was very soft to be talking about the spirit of the game. Where did you guys sort of sit on this one? Uh, yeah, I didn't like it. I definitely didn't like it. Um, I thought it was, yeah, it's not in the spirit of the game. I don't think at all. There's actually, there's actually next, yeah, there's a rule here that yeah. we've got which which states um, lethal's printing's pretty bad here. <laughs> yeah, was, yeah, uh, I can read so, it out for you if you want, man. Yeah, go for it. Uh, it says that a free kick will obviously be given or deemed appropriate if a player makes... Unreasonable. Uh, unreasonable. Or unnecessary contact with an injured opposition player. There you go. Correct. It's quite obvious. A bit of teamwork to get that sentence out. Now, here's my question, boys. Is that obvious or can that be interpreted in a number of ways? Now, my question is that 
I honestly look as much as I love Charlie Cameron and, and I think it's pretty ordinary behaviour. Mm. Um, but if Charlie Cameron elects to stay on the field, if he goes over, gets his arm taped up and elects to stay on the field, is he an injured player? I actually thought that this rule was more written for, you guys might not remember, but years and years ago, uh, Nick Rewalt like, did his shoulder and this was when the Brisbane Lions were last epic. Um, so in sort of that three-peat type of... Um, Timeline. Mm. Nick Rewald did his shoulder. Mal Michael and a couple of the other Brisbane Lions defenders made a beeline for him as he was trying to make his way off the field uh, and smacked into his shoulder and were nailing him and were hip and shouldering him. I'm pretty sure that this rule was actually, I don't know if it was created then, but it, it certainly became more relevant after that type of activity. Now, Nick Rewald certainly never returned to the field and I think it was a long-term injury. So I'm just wondering if it was maybe more written for that type of scenario where like an injured player is actually trying to get themselves to the bench to get off, then I think that's very ordinary to, to uh, you know, to start smacking into them and stuff. But then I'm, I'm, I'm unsure if like just because you've gone to the bench and you've got your arm taped up, like I mean, there's a lot of people come into the games with niggles and injuries and things taped up and stuff. Like are you meant to be aware of every opposition player's niggling injuries and and where they might have sore spots does it mean if they're injured in a game two weeks previously and then they come and play that they're off limits as well because mm. they've got a history. Like what if you have an injury and you don't know about it, like the yeah. opposition doesn't know about yeah, it. No. Um, you know, I just I find that, that rule a little bit difficult because it genuinely the wording is of an injured player. There could be thousands of injured players out there that are playing through pain, who knows. Well, probably not thousands in the AFL, given there's 18 teams of 22, but... Well, certainly in the um, Div 2 resis, though, if we include that, <laughs> yeah. get up to 1,000. Um, yeah, no, I... Yeah, I see what you mean. It's definitely a grey area. It's um, not a not a rule that has would like. Um, <laughs> he wants a black and white. Yeah, he wants a black and white, <laughs> what does he? But, um, you know what's yeah. a bit rough, too, Skin, just before you make that point, is it says it's uh, obviously you can't make that contact with an injured opposition player, but you can oh, make yeah, it with right. an injured player on your own team. Bit of friendly fire. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. There's one for the rule book as well. <laughs> you rewrite that. Hipwood's <laughs> dropped hip and shoulder. <laughs> Toby Granite hit his own teammate, I reckon. Oh, oh, yeah, that place seems more We'll like get it. to him soon. Um, yeah, no, I, I, I get what you mean, but I don't know if that is a great defence for Toby Green. I think in this case... Toby Green or Adam Kennedy? Adam Kennedy. Thanks, Lethal. We'll get to Toby Green next. Me. Yeah, sorry. Jeez, getting ahead of myself. Yeah, no, I don't think that's a great defence for Adam Kennedy in this case. I think everyone obviously was aware that Charlie Cameron was injured and I think uh, the fact that Charlie Cameron has returned to the field is more just a sign that he was pretty desperate to win a, a finals game of footy I don't think, and I don't think he should yeah. be, be punished for trying to play through an injury. Um, mm. and yeah, it certainly wasn't a secret and he's obviously done something that, to try and gain a pretty unfair advantage and I think it was pretty average behaviour and I, I would have been more than happy to see a free kick there. It is definitely like, mm. it's niggling though, isn't it? Like it's not a massive like contact. Yeah, no, no, but there's a difference between like niggling any old person any in any old healthy part of their body and <laughs> deliberately yanking on an arm that's just been dislocated. Mm. Absolutely. For sure, agreed. Okay, yeah, well, it's interesting. That's, I just think it's like the old can of worms again that could could open there as to what we define as injured and who's not, if someone rolls their ankle, can you step on their foot? Like, mm. it's just. Yeah, no, I'm well, sure. Um, there's definitely plenty of room to improve the definition in the rules, but I, I don't think any improvement of the definition in the rules would, would mean that Charlie Cameron wasn't injured there. It was. No, I don't think there's any argument that he's injured, but yeah, yeah I'm just wondering as to what degree of injury we are. 
we'd sort of, you know, that rule of plausible. Yeah. Yeah. Is it, no, is it for someone that's genuinely injured trying to get off the field and people are attacking them on their way off the field? Or can it be for someone that's been injured, then goes off mm. and then comes back on as well? Are they still count as injured? Mm, not sure. Well, maybe yeah. maybe the big dogs in the AFL will, will hear the podcast over the off-season and we'll have a revision to the rule book next mm. year. Well, they've got a few things to work on, the old mm. score review system as well. Um, mm. Actually, we got asked about the score review system on the Instagram story today, Bass, which you attempted to answer. <laughs> <laughs> Ran out of time. I did answer it. Yeah. Oh, did you answer yeah, it? You got that on take 15, didn't you? Yeah, yeah take 16. Six yeah. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah, the score, score review, boys, and obviously that goes, uh, that goes to our saying and um, we are very big. On Sunday morning, we looked like we'd been eating lemons for 24 hours because we were very flat about Brisbane's loss. And obviously, that can all be put down to one horrific umpiring decision. <laughs> where, Correct. Where, uh, where Daniels obviously kicked the goal. Great goal. Good on him. It was his first touch for the game, unbelievable, uh, in the last quarter. And he was throwing the ball. It was a genuine forward pass. Uh, out of the contest there to get a clearance um, by Sam Reid. Uh, he was definitely just like blatantly throwing the ball, but obviously the umpire was blindsided or whatever. I just think that like these throws are genuinely, there is so many per game. Remember oh. the Dusty Martin oh. the week before? Yeah. He threw it to really balled. Like, <laughs> obviously. Four no decoy runners. Up. I would hate to think how many throws people are getting away with. Uh, yeah. It's crazy. Like you don't even need to be good at handballing anymore in the no. NFL. You no. can genuinely just start picking touch footy players. They yeah. are just spiraling them. It's like as soon as there's a little bit of pressure, and I think you know sometimes maybe the umpires don't want the game to be too congested or whatever. So they'll just see the ball fly out into space and go, "You beauty, that's unreal." Um, off we go, and and it's crazy. But the question that we got from Alex was uh, was whether a, a goal review, so say when something's sort of touched on the line or things like that, we go to review to make sure if they're touched or whatever. Should all goals be reviewed, or should a goal review go back a certain distance to see if in the lead up there was foul play or, or something like a throw that's been blatantly missed? Mm. Yeah, that is a good question, and I I I'd probably tend to agree with Baz's answer. On the story, he wasn't a fan of sort of just how far back you would take it, really. Um, and that's my point. Oh, I agree with Baze. I think it's going to be hard to. Yeah, at tough. which point do you say, well, we can't look back any further? Like, yeah. Does it have and to I'm, be all the way back to the last centre bounce? Yeah, exactly. And I, I mean, I guess you could well clearly define it to be, you know, a certain number of seconds or, or back to, yeah, the last stoppage in play. But uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know how it would sort of work efficiently, and and then you'd you'd have people sitting there yeah. in the bunker for half an hour working. watching watching no. slow mos. Yeah. I think it's pretty. I think it it's, honestly, I think it's pretty ordinary as it is. Um, I think it takes yeah. like we seem to be getting them wrong still anyway. So I'd, yeah, I don't I know, think like so. I, I, it does frustrate me that throws like that are getting missed consistently, like all the time. Yeah, um, no, that's true. There needs to be something done about that. I don't know what can be done about it. Maybe they need to put an extra eight umpires on every game and start really branching out in the salary cap for umpires. But <laughs> honestly, it's there is that many passes going on instead yeah. of handballs. It's frustrating to watch. Uh, yeah, so no. that is our little spit, and obviously, well played, Giants, well deserved. Um, hope, hope you lose this weekend. Uh, all right, we then Tom Hawkins. Uh, we we'd written here on our run sheet that obviously we uh, like that he was fighting his suspension charge. Obviously, was he got given sort of a one week suspension uh, for his. I guess what would you describe it as like a it's almost like a swinging arm, like um, sort of ended up clocking him in the head, which I don't think was again probably you know, unintentional, but definitely 
contact mm. um, with force and straight to the head and felled Schofield. Uh, so Got I thought him. that that was like, I think as he did it, genuinely most people were saying enjoy the two-week holiday to Bali. Um, <laughs> that's, uh, that's a couple on the sideline. Yeah. Um, but obviously Geelong did not see it that way, Baz. Yeah, it was. Oh, it didn't look great. Um, the footage, I think, it was a bit of a brand fade from Hawkins, and he kind of like goes straight back to Schofield and kind of like picks him up and says, "It's almost like you're right, you're right." And looked like he just kind of knew what he'd done, and he was trying to yeah, sugarcoat it and just kind of um, you know wipe draw the leaves, sweep the leaves over it. But um, you just what? No need to do that. Contact with the face, simple off ball, well off ball. Um, yeah, yeah. One of the great anchorman qu- quotes um, when they. Go to the full newsman fight. <laughs> One rule only, boys. There'll be no touching of the hair or face. Maybe we should actually just adjudicate the AFL via that theory. Um, and it would actually and go that really was well. Full contact of the facial region, so yeah, Ron Burgundy wouldn't be happy. No, and um, neither of the AFL, so yeah, Tomahawk. Silly one, mate, but you're going to hope that the Cats win this weekend for you because you're a big part of their forward yeah, he played well 50 lineup, yeah, and uh, but he has definitely been given one week that's been upheld tonight. Um, and yep. we have heard from him absolutely. So, what about Toby Green? Was this an interesting one? Toby Green's uh, his trial is not until tomorrow night due to the fact that Lockie Neal's on Mad Monday, and one of the great dress ups for the Brisbane Lions, too. Kane Corn's obviously very flat that they're on Mad Monday, he hates people doing it, um, oh, even oh, when yeah. they've had unbelievable seasons, but. Kane hopefully yeah. is having a great time. He's really a really fun guy to hang out with. <laughs> um, yeah, so Lockie Neal will obviously be called upon as a witness um, in that Toby Green case, and so they probably didn't want to go to him. It was 14 beers deep, so they've waited until tomorrow night. Yeah, to give him a day. Uh, but should Toby Green be suspended, boys? I've, I've got an opinion. I'm unsure if it will disagree with yours. I obviously dislike the guy because they beat Brisbane. Mm, yeah, yes. I th- I'm with you there. I think he should be. Yeah. I... Um, just because, yeah, he should be. Yeah. Beat Brisbane. <laughs> Beat Brisbane. <laughs> no, he should have been suspended the week before. Yeah, no, it's, it's a reputation with Green, isn't it? Like, yeah. He keeps getting away with this stuff. And um, But this is what I don't understand. Like, don't someone like needs it. to explain this tribunal system to me. Like, it, I know that in rugby league, right, they have, like, loading. So, like, if you've had so many offences, then, bang, you've accumulated that many points that you're suspended, you miss a week. I'm pretty sure in AFL they actually don't have that. Um that like it's it's genuinely just they look at incidents in isolation, and uh-huh. if they are looking at incidents in isolation, there is no possible way that he can get suspended for that when he got off for the one the week before on Bonton Pelly. Talks through the one the week before. I don't know if the one the week before was on. Yeah, that was on uh, Bonton Pelly as well, and he just basically got, like gave him a facial lock. He was rubbing his face. He was. I think we talked about oh, this on yeah, the podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got you. Okay. yeah. So, um, and that obviously Bond and Pelly wouldn't come out and say, yeah, he made contact with my eyes. So he got like a seven and a half grand fine. So yeah. substantial fine. Um, but but no suspension. No suspension at all. Then he's obviously gone and played against the Lions and he's been captured. The footage is there uh, of mm. him sort of giving all his hands around his face again. There's all the slow motion cameras and it's going to be played plenty of times, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, the only problem with the footage is there's about four pixels in it and it's from the oh, worst angle ever. Horrific. Yeah. Filmed on a Nokia that you played Snake 2 on. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's bad. Um, yeah, so, and then I don't think that Lockie Neal is going to come out and bin him either. Like, he's not going to come out and say, yeah, he poked me in the eye. Uh, 
would say that's why they're waiting for Lockie Neal to get off Mad Monday because they know he's yeah. going to probably save him. So I think that he's honestly going to that that's going to get reversed. I, I can't see that he's going to get suspended for something that's not as bad as the one the week yeah. before yeah. that he got let off for. I'd yeah. say his hip pocket's going to get fined again, yeah, um, and he's going to probably have to pick up a second job at some point because <laughs> he's getting fined that much for being a pig. But um, but yeah, he can't he can't get suspended unfortunately. But are you saying if they did have sort of the rugby league system set up where with the loading you would you would like we'd have to be suspended. Have to be suspended. It's reported yeah. every week. Yeah, if okay. it's not the studs up thing, then it's like oh, he's just he's honestly there's something about him. He goes to trouble in all the time. It would just be like a constant Uber charge. Whoever's <laughs> driving that fair. It's making absolute mozzarella out of him. Yeah, right. Same time every week he has to go to the tribunal. So I think if they had that loading that he would be in strife. But if they're looking at incidents in isolation, I don't see how he can go. Yeah, no, that's fair. My point. Um, Very fair. What about the Willy Rioli one, boys? We probably, I mean, that's that's a debacle in itself. But yeah, what the heck? His defence, because it's been very quiet, and apparently this was from actually a while ago, like it was from August. Um, so it's been kept sort of under the rug, but... Willie Rioli and Baze, it's great that we have you here because you can sort of give us a little bit of an insight into into how sort of these Asada tests actually work. Um, but his defence today was he came out that he was dehydrated, as in couldn't pee, right? uh, and naive, like just didn't know that you couldn't fill it up with monster <laughs> energy drink. <laughs> <laughs> just it's <laughs> naive. I didn't know that you couldn't do that. Right, but Baze, my question for you, because I've obviously never been quite as good enough of an athlete to have these Asada guys come. They don't tend to rock down to the Alex Hills Bombers. Um, but you have, and I'm pretty sure that, like, it's quite invasive, isn't it? Like, doesn't everyone yeah. talk in it? All the autobiographies, everyone just talks about how invasive it is and the fact that they literally watch you pull your snag out. Full pull snag out. <laughs> and it, yeah, it's very, it's weird. They're, they're weird. Um, and, um, yeah, it's, this story is really hard for me to get my head around, um, because yeah, the, the old, uh, Asada fellas, um, tend to don't miss the, don't miss anything, don't miss the, don't miss a bit, beak at anything, so, um, a peak, I should say. <laughs> I say don't miss a beat or <laughs> oh, a beat or a peak. <laughs> they don't miss a beat. Um, so I don't know what the setting was of this test. Uh, training home, they can rock up at any time. So see a service station if he had a bit of Monster Energy drink. Yeah, on the see, go. that's another thing. Like, where has he pulled this Monster Energy drink? Look, <laughs> um, it's it is hard to know because what I've read before is actually he got a blood test later on, and the blood test was clean. So now must now it's like. So you think this story could actually add up, like he Well, potentially, because he's gone and had his bloods done. And his bloods um, have tested like there's did not reveal any illicit um, or performance enhancing substance in his body from his bloods. Um, so I don't know. What? Potentially, one of the Asada guys hasn't done his job properly and hasn't watched for long enough. Yeah, that's right. I remember one of the one of the players at the Bulls, um, I remember he couldn't pee for ages, so he had to stay for like two two hours after training and he obviously was dehydrated as well, but like you just drink enough yeah. until you finally pee. Yeah. So like, but yeah, he did have to wait a while, so, um, but the starter guy just didn't leave him. Like you just stay with him and talk. Really really wanted so to get had paid overtime for that, good. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, but potentially this Asada guy has just been like, oh, this, you know, he hasn't watched for a minute or two and old mate's just going, oh, sweet, bang. Rioli might have had like a wedding to go to or something. He just had to get out of there ASAP. So he just 
gone real rogue with his option and the side of going, yeah, fair enough, mate. Like, <laughs> it's, it's, it's hard to be because, I mean. It's in the bridal party. Like, I don't know. It'd be a different colour liquid, wouldn't it? Like, it's, yeah. it'd be, there'd be a distinct smell to the energy drink too. It'd be real yeah. sweet, like. Fizzy in it. Yeah. Like, yeah like, especially if it's that colour. This is probably slightly off topic well it's on topic but probably not something you want to listen to yeah but, um, probably don't need to get too much more detail yeah but like i mean that color of urine doesn't smell great from my mm. personal experience yeah and also like does, is, is there anything in an energy drink that would be performance enhancing as well uh oh, nothing like a or anything caffeine and so like sugar. a can of coke yeah. so you know, the story is just weird to me uh, very odd the fact very, that very strange that the fact that he's had his bloods done and this doesn't reveal anything is mm. a bit weird for me. Mm. Yeah. Oh, oh, but as per usual, if that's a true story, then the West Coast Eagles genuinely have to ramp up their player education uh, if they think that yeah, it's if okay. You're that not, yeah, yeah, like you're really struggling. And yeah, I think they might need to get them in for one day in the preseason yeah. and say, "Hey, guys, this is how you're taking a SATA test. Mm. Little urine test, test 101. Genuinely, we can even do it for you if you want, guys. Well, it's it actually, to be fair, it actually it's not their job. It's the Asada guys to go actually watch them. Yeah, that's Like, true. they don't need to be educated on it because the Asada guys educate them when they rock up and say, you're doing a pee test. It also, you wouldn't think it was... Because you don't rock up as a squad and be like, boys, we're getting out. we got our kit yesterday. Today's a pee test day. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? So they rock up any time and they yeah, only get a few players. Door, don't they? Yeah. A few players at a time. So essentially it's their wrongdoing if they've... So the Asada bloke's losing his job, surely. Yeah, for sure. Good night, nurse. Get the resume ready. Absolutely. That'd be a great resume <laughs> after that. I'll be kidding. sad look. All right, Baz, we had a couple of questions. I think it was a week that you were – no, it was the last week that you were here. Um, we had a couple of questions come through as to why when we mentioned uh, Radigalia. Oh, <laughs> Radigalia. Radigalia. As to why we went bananas. Like every time we say his name, <laughs> we go – so we're wondering Man. if you can just clear that up for us, mate. Oh, how long do we have? <laughs> <laughs> Already well over. Um, the Radigalia story, this is a classic. So Lee, uh, actually all of us here, Lee, Mitch, myself, went to Melbourne um, for a footy weekend. The first game that we saw out of three was Geelong Richmond at the G on a Friday night, which was an absolute belter. We caught up with a few mates in Melbourne um, one who is a mad Geelong Cat supporter um, and loves them to bits. And he specifically um, loves Asava Radigalia and obviously now we absolutely love him as well for just the way he plays his footy, flies at every pack, um, gets his hands on one every five. <laughs> yeah, he was um, missing them that night. He's just <laughs> missing them, but he flies so high. We love it. And um, he, cooked, he kicked three goals. On the weekend, it's gone. So yeah, yeah actually, actually stuck him and kicked him straight. So we right. love him. But basically, we were we were up in the bleachers, and um, uh, our mate. Um, basically, every time that the the ball was kicked to the pack where Radder was flying, every time it would kind of land, he'd get a Radder and like just yell out Radders, and then. It was, oh, it was, we, were, we were on board and then... Uh, the jazz hands as well. A few, a few, yeah, a few, um, a few quarters later, next minute these hands and knees are coming out. 
<laughs> and he's anyway. So this bloke's done like a kick out to out the old back flank, and and our mate's gone full like ratters, and he's gone. <laughs> He's got these full jazz hands up and he's actually like, he's nearly kneed the person in front of, like sitting in front of us, like they've spilt their beer and everything and he's just ratters. And then, and then, and then I think he actually marked that one and he went bananas, but for the, for the rest of the game, we didn't actually mark any. It was a bit like, Rado! Um And we actually loved it and then we kind of got on board with it and now we, we don't. We don't look at the cats the same. We look uh, at them with a bit yeah. more appreciation. We just love ratters. We love ratters, yeah. yeah. What about then after that night for the rest of the weekend? Yeah. <laughs> what was happening there? Uh, yeah, well, we, we carried on sort of two of the two of two out of the three of us would pretty much at any time be ganging up on the on the unlucky third one to try and prank him <laughs> and we would take whatever we had in our hands our wallets or wallet or hat or socks or whatever or the footy or the, or the footy we had the sharing walking around the city yeah, a fair bit mm. um, and just toss it above the other person's head organise a perfect specky as we shouted out around Skinner was on the back of most of the Especially at the traffic I lights was, with the yeah, jumper. Yeah, Skinner was a genuine stepladder. Yeah, I was a victim was, a lot of times. But yeah. I did, um, I got a few good spoils in. It was, what about yeah, there was a couple Skinner's of uh, Tom was one, Stewart spoils. Yeah, there was one when you two had, had woken yeah, up early doors on the, on the last morning and I was sort of... <laughs> Sort of just phasing in and out of sleep as you made a heap of racket around the room, and I could just sense a rat is coming. After copping 124, I've got mid sleep spoil of the sheriff. Yeah, yeah. actually got it clean. We'd only been kicking the footy for two and a half hours, waiting for you to get up. Planning our ratters. Longest sleep all about 1 p.m. I'm finally up. And the one where we stalked him after we like we were going shopping, and Mitch had to go buy something. Didn't execute that one. Stalked him for a hundred meters after we said goodbye. Oh, we tried and so then hard. Cooked it because he saw us in the reflection. <laughs> that was lethal. Oh, uh, blew it. Sorry. So uh, anyway, that anyway. is the story of our radicalier guys. So we will we'll have to actually show you some of the video of um of us radicalering yeah. each other. Get a couple and on we'll camera. Get a couple on camera, and then we'll, we'll turn it into the radicalier challenge. I reckon. Hashtag ratters with 17 R's and 14 yeah. S's. Rattles. Yeah, that'd be good. All right, fantastic. Um, guys, quite a bit of uh, news across the weekend, which we do have to try and rip through because, as per usual, we've gone hard early with some time oh, yeah. consumption here. Um, guys, uh, netball final across the weekend, uh, which is very impressive. The Sunshine Coast Lightning were actually seeking a third straight title. Your neck of the woods there, Bose, the Sunshine Coast Lightning. Yeah, up the Lightning. Yeah, uh, but unfortunately not up the Lightning on the weekend. They were actually mm. undone by the New South Wales Swifts. Uh, who Taylors. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> The Taylor Swift. <laughs> that shouldn't Thanks be so funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no worries, Skinnled. Who broke them, uh, their winning streak, oh, their title winning streak, and, and beat them 64-47, so quite obviously comprehensive. Um, and this was obviously, the Swifts sort of dominated in the second half, because the Lightning came back in the second term, and then uh, Swifts' second half went bananas. It's Sam Wallace, as like one human out of the 64 points, scored 40 goals from 44 attempts. What? Uh, which seems ludicrous to me because when I was playing like netball in PE when we got marked on it in high school, they used to try and teach us how to shoot. Obviously, I was two foot three, so that didn't help. But no, uh, but they would teach you like about 
putting the jar on the shelf and tucking it to the back and so I could never get the ball to go straight ever. And this, she's now 40 out of 44. That's yeah. fairly impressive. Good strike That's ridiculous. That. I mean, yeah. It's unbelievable. 40 goals from, I mean, there's probably only two people that can actually score in netball, isn't there? Yeah, that's correct. Goal shooter and goal attack, so they are going to score a high percentage of the points, but yeah, still. That makes sense. 40 from 44 you'd take, I reckon. Yeah, you'd that's take some that. serious yeah. shots on target. Get us a skin stats question about the old least misses ever in a netball career. Wow. Well, shooting percentages. All right. Yeah, well, maybe next week, see how we go. Fantastic. All right. Um, let's get on to this, guys. That was out of bounds. Nope, not that. <laughs> right, let's get on to this. Lassoed by Tallis. Look at Tallis. Look at Tallis. He drags him. Fantastic. Uh, now, NRL, obviously, we don't have Hazlitt this week, but we're going to lift here. Hazlitt actually still sent in an NRL rap. Did he? Down. That's how unreal he is. What a man. What a um, so we still sent in a bit. Uh, obviously, the big thing that we were, our team, the Brisbane Broncos, uh, suffered pretty much the worst ever loss that you, I don't know if that's statistically correct. But I think it is. Oh, really? I think in that finals. was the worst ever yeah. finals loss, wasn't it? I mean, that is horrific. 58-0. Yeah, I honestly thought that it was the opening partnership in the cricket. <laughs> Not for 58. <laughs> Thanks very much. Uh, Come on, that would have been, but that, no, so that, that would have been, been way too high. To 48 runs better than <laughs> any <laughs> opening <laughs> partnership. Yeah, but that, I mean, that's literally, it was Paramount versus the Witches Hats, to be honest. Those couple of boom gates out there trying to make tackles. It was, it was yeah. horrible to watch. That's a warm up for like, We knew the Broncos were making up the numbers. Like they were obviously mm. far from being where they needed to be. But yeah. fifty eight points that is throwing in the towel of the highest order. Yeah, no, you're not wrong. Uh, they'd be on Mad Monday today, though, so that'd be cool. Yeah, we're looking new. <laughs> I don't think they'd hang <laughs> out. <to> That's <laughs> for sure. Um, but there's plenty of uh, obviously plenty of heat on Darius Boyd now. Mm. Um, he still, you can't go a week where we live in Brisbane, but there is not a week that goes by where you don't see Darius Boyd's name in the paper and mm. how he probably needs to. Retire, yes. for want of a better word. <laughs> Put it lightly. <laughs> how, how would you say uh, give up the game? Um, yes, but I mean with Darius Boyd's contract, to be fair, they could get about six players um, and they obviously need to because he, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's weird though. Every like interview you watch with Darius Boyd, he just talks about how well he's playing. I'm unsure if like he's trying to convince himself like he's mm-hmm. done too many psychology courses to the point where he's like, <laughs> Just unbelievably <laughs> naive. Maybe I don't know what's going on. Doesn't watch the games back or... Yeah, obviously yeah. doesn't have access to the live stream. Yeah. None, none of the Brinson Broncos games are live streamed, unfortunately, so Darius doesn't get to watch them. Mm. Um, our other piece of NRL news, this was unbelievable, was Joey Leilua yesterday, um, in obviously not yesterday, but when the Raiders beat the Storm over the weekend, uh, which was a shock win as well, certainly for my tipping. Um, but that, was, that was a huge win also. So the Raiders through uh, the Storm, obviously, with second chance. So they play again this weekend. Who are they playing against? Couldn't tell you. Let's uh, find out. Know, we'll find that out. Uh, but Joey Leilua got a firework in the eye. But genuinely, you know how in like the big, big bash and stuff, they always have those fireworks at the start of the game. The Raiders yeah, had right. that. The Viking clap and then the fireworks. Uh, and obviously, Joey Lelou has got a piece of firework in the eye somehow. Far out. It seems loose. He had to start off the bench, and the Raiders got fined for having to start him on the bench. What? Uh, because, like, if you you know how, like, you can't make interchanges, like, late, like, whichever team you name mm. by a certain cutoff, 
before the kickoff. Yeah. Like you have to stick with that team. Obviously, like Lua had one eye was wearing a patch, so he couldn't <laughs> come on the field. Yeah, right. And so they've put someone else on to try and get that sorted. Yeah. And uh, the Power Raiders had to call a fine for having fireworks that were explosive. Jeez, there's not a lot of wiggle room in that room. No, that's right. Exactly right. So what do you got there, Skin? Um, I've this got weekend? Storm playing Paramount this weekend. So. Okay, and the other games, obviously the Rabbitohs, they were dusted on the weekend as well by the Roosters, so the Roosters yeah. are already through, uh, and the Rabbitohs play against the Seagulls. So that was another one that I didn't tip. Everyone was talking, like when Hazard was last on, he was saying they don't win without Turbo Tom, uh, and then they just dominated the Sharks also. Mm, yeah, so, yeah. interesting. Um, but if you if you didn't tip them, then I'm, I'm not surprised that they got up, so... Yeah, well, that's true, actually. I'm probably the worst tipster <laughs> in the world. So 28-16 at the uh, Asbestos Stadium down there. So excellent news. Uh, the other thing that started over the weekend, guys, was round one of the women's NRL, actually, and that got underway with the Broncos beating the Dragons 14-4, uh, and then the Warriors beat the Roosters 16-12 as well. It's an interesting competition. There's obviously only like not quite uh, as developed as the women's AFL yet, uh, or the AFLW, should I say. There's only three rounds because uh, obviously there's only four teams, so three rounds and then a grand final. Um, and the Broncos did actually take out the title last season, so they're looking to defend that again as well. Oh. Excellent. Um, Skinnel. Yep. We, I'm a massive chance of pressing the wrong button here because I can't remember what it is, but just to get you prepared, uh, we're getting on to skin stats here. Are we? Mm-hmm. Oh, no, you just have to wait. These stats don't go easy. Work too hard, a lot at stake. Yeah, take right. it away. Okay, thanks, Lethal. That uh, caught me a little bit off guard. I thought we were going to the cricket next on the run sheet, but yeah, we're struggling for time, so I'm making changes. <laughs> okay, all right, fair enough. Um, well, what do we got? So yeah, so skin stats. I've actually had a few questions for skin stats recently. Um, but I'm, yeah, as you said last week, I, I'm, I'm sticking to what I'd prepared last week, um, and we'll, we will save the other ones for yeah, for future weeks. So there's, there's, I've got a, I've got a message about uh, like the the number of, of sets of brothers that are in the AFL. Um, I've got, I've got a question about obviously the worst. Um, opening partnerships in a test match series after after the Ashes there, which is probably pretty topical. But we'll Surely get to. We just found um, it, didn't we? Well, you'd like to think so, but yeah, they want me to confirm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we'll get to get to those questions next week. This week we're going to start off with the last NRL team to finish eight and win the flag. Which Has that actually ever happened before? Uh, easy lethal. <sighs> Sorry. Um, I, yeah, I assume obviously was was asked by a Broncos fan last week, um, hoping that that would happen. <laughs> that and did they not were, happen. They were, as we just just discussed, they were very disappointed. Uh, that certainly didn't happen. And yeah, no, it's never happened ever. Um, <laughs> really? Honestly, yeah. I have run skin stats tonight. Yeah, have, yeah, you've been you've been good, making me redundant slowly. <laughs> a little, little bit of more, more background information for you. No one's ever finished seventh and won it either, which is. Um, Has anyone ever finished first and won it? That's what it's been. Yeah, top six. Most, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Just change the structure. It's literally making um, up the numbers, as we said. It's yeah. So backed by stats again. I love stats. Mm, yeah, yeah. No, so, so yeah. So the best, the I mean, well, best, the the most, in, the biggest sort of comeback premiership was um, was Sydney Bulldogs back in 1995. They were called um, came from sixth to win the flag. Um, but yeah, yeah. 
six, 64%, 63.39% of premierships are won from the team that finished first and, and 91% are won by a team in the top three. So pretty pretty similar to what we found for the AFL a couple yeah. of weeks ago. Mm, correct. Um, yeah, so that's that. And I had one other question, which was sent into our Instagram page Great today. Use the Instagram so, page. Yeah. No, it was actually on when before Mitch Marsh took. Oh, okay. His, yeah, right. So early a while ago, Fyfer. yeah, when Mitch Marsh took his Fifer, and yeah, just said that that was that was obviously Mitch Marsh's first Fifer in a Test match, um, and he wanted to know when was the last. Who was the last all-rounder to take a five-wicket haul in a test match? Australian all-rounder, that is. Mm. Um, and, oh, yeah, pretty much. Watson. Just, sorry? Watson. Watson. Did he get yeah. a five-hole, Watson? Yeah, he did. He got three. Um, three fifers. Is that who it was? Yep. Thanks, Gibbs. Yes. That's all right. You'll just, I'll just have a have a week off next week Pretty and you boys could run it. We actually might. Um, so I wanted to done. wanted to open up a bit of discussion about whether or not you'd classify Mitchell Johnson as a as an all rounder and how many runs like did he score in his career? Oh, let me find out. Uh, no, nah, Mitchell Johnson. You can't say Mitchell Johnson. Yeah, yeah, no, nah, well, he's averaging 22.2 with the bat, so it's not that exciting. But he's got a test match 100. He's, you know, yeah, he's like a handy low. He's, 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 nah, he's, he's a bowler. He's a bowler. He's a bowler. Yeah, okay. Fair enough. Same as like uh, Michael Clark with a bowler who, like he took a six for as well, but needs a yeah, exactly. batter. Michael Clark. Batter that was bowler. One. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, no. In India. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, very fair. But, um, yeah. Yeah, that's pretty much all I've got for you, really. Is yeah, Shane Watson was the last he took. I can probably tell you it was in 2011, I think, against South Africa. Okay. Um, took five for 17. Really? Jeez. Yeah. Oh, yeah actually, Guru. forget how good Watto was, eh? Oh, so at the end of his career, he got so many memes made about his DRS use and stuff. Yeah, yeah, and then now people are working out that DRS is actually just like the Da Vinci card. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Tim Payne sucks at it more so, than Shane Watson did. Yeah, Watto was all the same. Yeah, Watto was ahead of his time, come on. That's for sure. Um, yeah. Very good, Skin. Yeah. That. yeah, that's me. That's you. Damn, Skin up. Cheers. Uh, See you next week. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thanks, Skinner. Well done. <laughs> oh, the ball is close. He's given him. He's given him. Peter Settle's got a hat trick on his birthday. Now, very rapidly, guys, we are going to obviously the, the question that I just want to pose to you um, Does the loss in the last, the fifth Ash test, does it take the gloss off of the series? Like, obviously, us retaining, Australia retaining the Ashes. Does it take the gloss off? Or are you just happy to get on the plane and go, you know what, we did our job? Uh, oh, it doesn't take know. the gloss yeah. off it. I no, you're think. still pretty stoked about taking, about taking the Ashes home. Still yep. a bit of a down. Um, probably the yeah. way they played more than anything. Yeah. And I, I don't know. I'm just still rattled by the win the toss and bowl first. Oh, surely yeah, you've rattled by that. Penciled yeah. in an yeah. L there. That was a flatty. Uh, that was a flat track. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah I don't know. That, that was, having said that, I guess if you take a couple of catches on the first day and stuff, different story. But yeah, sure. that's the thing. You usually, what was more interesting is Tim Payne said after the game that uh, he was 50-50 on whether they're bowling about. It's sort of like, again, the traditionalist cricketers and the way that we were brought up, I guess everyone always said, if you're thinking about bowling, bat. And and there was literally like, unless you're on an absolute jungle monster, uh, that you you just bat first because it is it's a massive advantage to give away in the game, really, to have like, especially when you got someone like Lyon in your team. Yeah. um, 
and who can obviously you know spit into the rough on the on the fourth and fifth days and um, so that is a huge advantage to give away if you if you're sending a team in you want to be pretty confident you're bowling them out for less than one fifty I think yeah. um, very good and obviously there's plenty more cricket that we will talk to guys we go to the home summer now who are we playing in the home summer Pakistan Pakistan uh, New Zealand and Pakistan yeah both New Zealand yeah. and okay. Pakistan so uh, we will talk we will talk further about sort of team selections and stuff for that as well but uh, that was just the quick cricket wrap that I wanted to do there uh, and then we did get a request here guys. Uh, about just talking about the FIBA World Cup, which is obviously our basketball World Cup, uh, where the Aussie Boomers unfortunately have missed out on a medal, uh, which we're pretty gutted about. Yeah, um, and they actually lost so in their, their playoff for the gold medal game, where they, they lost to Spain. Um, it went to overtime, drawing at the end. Paddy Mills missed a free throw, which would have obviously put us one in front uh, and won us in that particular game. We would have gone to the gold medal match. Unfortunately, it went to extra time, overtime, sorry. Uh, and we were beaten by Spain, who then went on to win the gold medal. Uh, we played France in the bronze medal game, and we were also beaten in that, unfortunately, on both occasions, blowing big leads, like double-figure leads as well. So that can probably be seen as a little bit of an underachievement, I guess. Everyone was... For, for a, you know, a competition that everyone was very excited about Australia being in. Um, but I've been reading a lot of articles recently that are saying that sort of by the time that the Olympics come around that we could be stacked, um, you know, with Baze's favourite player, Ben Simmons, back um, if he comes into that side. So they, they, most people are being reasonably positive about it. Uh, it did obviously inspire a uh, Andrew Bogut, just absolute fair bit of carry on here. Jeez, um, lost the shopping in this movie. <laughs> absolutely lost Shopping it. out the trolley. <laughs> That was the end of his blow up there. I think we genuinely had it on mute for the first part, but that's all right. You get the oh, idea. Yeah. Uh, basically, he was it's essentially he was unhappy and he was accusing uh, FIBA of favouring teams that are European, essentially saying that that's where their base was. Um, which you know, I, I probably didn't watch enough of the game to know. I know that there was certainly one fair call on him late in the game where he was very disgruntled. Um, but I have no idea if there's. I would find it shocking if there are any actual facts to his claim. Uh, it seems more just like an angry outburst that probably should have actually waited like for another fifteen meters until he got in the change rooms and there's no cameras. <laughs> like, then you can yell it out. Um, but I don't think it's a great look, uh, and it sort of comes off as poor sportsmanship and, and it's being sore losers really, and at the at the core of the issue. Yeah, no, I would agree. Good. Now, boys, we're obviously significantly over time again. Uh, However, maybe we should just start aiming for. Yeah, we need to just accept that we do podcast for longer than an hour. Um, But uh, there is a little bit of news that we have for you here, Uh, James. I'm putting you on the spot here, but basically, this is you after probably years of service. uh, You're essentially making your retirement speech as a as a full time member of the We Got the Chocolates crew, and certainly in terms of the podcast aspect. Um, Yes. So. Obviously, after you know 150 games and years of service, that's always hard to do. And we were <laughs> looking to probably chair you off here. Um, yes, please, chair me straight to my bed. <laughs> take me long. <laughs> that's right. Um, but obviously, uh, Baz, you you have sort of given you two weeks' notice. In fact, you gave them two weeks ago, uh, and we've and had you back, back on as a guest. And you will continue to be a guest. Obviously, fill a great void there, particularly when it comes to AFL fantasy time of the year. Uh, and, and obviously the listeners can still look forward to having your vocals on 
Um, that's going to be important for all of our songs. The Smith Strut's been a real hit. Um, so if we can get more like that, that would be Don't fantastic. Don't your day job, <laughs> <laughs> The vocal's just on point. Um, I've got a new jingle to show you too, boys, but we haven't done that segment yet. It's all right. I'll get it to you at some point. Um, so, Baz, we do thank you. Obviously, Haz is going to be uh, more of a regular guest as well, but Skinner will be the staples. We're always here, aren't we? Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Yeah. Uh, but certainly has very, very keen, as you've probably seen over the last couple of weeks. We didn't have Haz tonight because he has a fixture to prepare for tomorrow up the coast. Uh, so he's in bed already. Um, but we wish him all the best in that as well. And their one-day game start Saturday is the Sunday. first? So Sunday, yep. You, Sunday, might, so. you might get a wrap next Monday with Hazzy. That's right. Hopefully we can get a bit of cricket information next. Good idea. That's good. Um, guys, I think that's all we had, really. That's what we had to get through. So, again, thank you very much. We have Mackenzie Sadler on the show tonight. Uh, rewind a few minutes and go back and listen to her. That was magnificent. Um, <laughs> Plenty of minutes. Plenty of minutes, actually. We had skin, obviously, and the skin stats segment. We had Bays, and Bays, we thank you uh, for being our guest and for filling a void there and doing an admirable job. Fantastic. I think that word was meant to be yeah, admirable. Unreal. <laughs> unreal or admirable? Somewhere between. Unreal. Unreal. It's fine as well. Unwested. Uh, guys, you know where to find us, obviously. We're on all your platforms. We've got Instagram and Facebook and YouTube and Twitter and uh, obviously send your emails through for any skin stats questions or you can just message us directly on Facebook or Instagram. Uh, we look forward to communicating with you. Thank you very much for your ideas for this week's podcast. You'll see us. And we will speak to you next week. And we'll leave you with this. Now, before we do this, let's go over the ground rules. Rule number one. No touching of the hair or face. Of course. And that's it. Now, let's do this. (laughs) (laughs) And that's it. Uh.